As you might hear from the background noise, this will be a quite different episode than the regular episodes. I'm standing on the Oslo airport Gardermoen uh, and waiting for my plane to Manchester and then I'm boarding a train to Blackpool as I will attend the Blackpool convention this year as well. And I thought I would wanted to report from the convention but rather than just report afterwards I chose to try to report as I go this time to better give a feeling on how the convention is. Let's see how that works. So follow me as I board the plane and go to Blackpool. We are now ready for priority boarding and invite our Euro Bonus Diamond Gold and Star Alliance Gold members to board first. Boarding completed. just arrived at the hotel here in Blackpool. I have checked in and I'm in my room and now starts one of the favorite parts of the convention for me. I'll go down to the bar and see if I can catch up with some friends. I suspect at least Shorty will be there. He's usually there at least one day early like I am because the official program won't start before tomorrow. But I'll now go to the elevator and see who I can find. was right, Shorty was there, and so was Bob and Pete and many others, and had a great chat with them. And uh, for me this is just as important as all the official events. So now I will go to bed and be happy and uh, look forward to the breakfast tomorrow where I will meet even more friends, because I stay here at the Grand where the official event is. It's Friday morning and I have just had breakfast and had a great time catching up with even more people that has shown up now. Now I plan to go down and see if Jim and Nigel is busy rigging up for tonight's feature. They are running the projectors tonight and uh, I'll see if I can do a catch up with them. Well, I'm standing here with Nigel and Jim who are running the film shows on Friday and on Saturday. Um, are you ready for this uh, today? Well, yeah, I think so. We've done a little test this morning. We spent this morning checking it all through. And uh, yes, we should be okay for tonight. Good. And uh, what are we going to see tonight? Well, I'm running the, the classic feature of um, um, A Night to Remember, which is all about the Titanic, if you've, if you've seen this before. And this has been well run before on televisions, I think, many times, but that's a good film. And uh, it's on 60mm? It's on 16mm, yes. Yes, three reels. How many years have you done this now? I've been doing it for a long, long time now. I presented films one time for the East Anglian Film Archive in the, in the volunteering basis. Um, so we did lots of shows locally. So yeah, I've, I've been doing it for a long, long time now. Um, I did it for them for 20 years. So I reckon I probably had at least 
two shows a month and Nigel, he's uh, been doing it probably a lot longer than me. He was a projectionist mm. at, uh, in a big cinema at one time. So well, tw 20 years ago, <coughs> I was just thinking when you were talking about that, 20 years ago, I was down at the Duxford Warmer Museum there at the airfield and uh, we used to, for five years I used to go down at the weekends and run uh, 35 mil features war films in the Astra cinema which they rebuilt and uh, we helped them do that and we used to do that. Yeah. Uh, that was 20 years ago and then uh, I finished in 2007 uh, as a projectionist, professional projectionist in the cinema for 10 years uh, in Ipswich and so they enjoyed that, you know. So I've done a bit of everything, really. And then another thing we did, for, and I can't remember how many years we did it now. I was talking to David Cleveland now, which people probably know David Cleveland. He um, was the mad professor in Vision On years ago. You know, well, he lives about three miles away from me. And we got together and he said, why don't we do a little show of old films back in the 1900s, silent films with a hand-cranked 35 mil. And this is what we did. And we went all over the place with it. And I used to play the piano to the music for it and, uh, and then operate the projector and he used to do the talking and I used to do the talking and we did all these shows and that was really good. But it got to the stage where there's a lot of gear to take, stands and things, they're heavy. Those old machines were very heavy. The chronos, they were game on chronos and they were very heavy. And uh, in the end we said, well, we can't do it anymore. It's too much, you know, to carry. But we went to Bradford, you know, and we went down to Bristol. There was, I had a, a, a festival there a sort of movies uh, for a week. And they were all been there. And I remember we, we had a full house when we did it. And I, get, I had a nice new piano to play on. And um, Eric Sykes was there as well. Yeah, of course, he's gone now, but I mean, he was there and we did all that and that was great. And of course, we're, I'm tied up with the Electric Palace, which isn't far away from me, down in Harwich. We, do, we did a couple of shows there for them and, uh, and I've maintained their 35 mil projectors as well. Mm -hmm. And they, they run films, you know. How long have you been projecting here at uh, Blackpool? At Blackpool? Well, I'm fairly newcomer really, aren't I? I think this is the third year I've actually run films on a Friday night, a feature, and an all-day Saturday. We, um, Jim and I, we, we share the work. We, he runs the 16 and I run the Super 8. And we, uh, we invite people to bring their own films, uh, short films, that they consider would be interested to people to watch. And this is what we do. And we, we spend all Saturday, at about 10 o'clock we start, don't we? Yeah. Until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we're running these films right the way through. And there's always people there sitting there watching it. And yeah, we they? don't stop. No, don't stop. And there's some very interesting films. wrong for not stopping. There's <laughs> some very interesting films come up that I've never seen before. They're really yeah. good ones, you know. Yeah. Mm. Normally, when I project my films, the other people watching are, are not into projecting, so that they wouldn't uh, spot mm. my errors uh, necessarily. How do you? Are you ner nervous when you are projecting here tonight when all the room is full of other projectionists that uh, have this as a hobby? No, no. not here. No. No, I am. I did a film show the other week in uh, in a little country town called Halesworth at The Cut. It's a theatre and I had a full audience there. They invited me there for a Suffolk day because I live in East Anglia so I'm part of Suffolk. So I had a Suffolk day and the f that was the first time that I had been in the whole time that I've shown films to audiences 
so nervous. I'd never felt it before, I shook. Mm -hmm. Somebody said that was adrenaline. And it, and it was afterwards. That was the drink, wasn't it? it, it I'd never had a drink. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, <coughs> so I did get nervous that one time, and that was just a few weeks ago. Yeah. That was bad, I'd never experienced it ever. But here we are <coughs> just among friends, I guess. So yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. You are trying to do your best, though, when you're here at Blackpool, um, because there's so many eyes on you, yeah. watching what you're doing all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like this morning, trying to set up in here, there's lots of bods came in yeah, to have yeah. a look to see what we're doing. They're all like interested <laughs> in the gear. And they're trying to talk to Nigel a lot of the time about the engineering of it all, because he's quite knowledgeable on all the electrics and electronics. So they sort of want to know if they've got problems, they ask him about it, you see. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I felt this morning trying to set up was a little bit difficult with so many people in here. Yeah. I like doing it on my own, <coughs> setting up on my own mm. with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just helping. So when you're running the films uh, on the Saturday uh, morning <coughs> and day, um, how do you put up the the show list? Uh, how, how do you choose which title to show when? Uh, you have probably a Super 8 uh, projector and a 60mm. Is there a plan for how you show it? No, it's, pre it's pretty random really because we don't want know what the films are about, do we? They, don't, they bring a whole pile yeah. of stuff and they've got the titles on there and we just go through them. We feel we ought to show them. They've taken decently to bring them along, so we show them. And uh, I think it's the same with Jim. You get 16mm films and he may recognise some of the titles and think, yeah. oh, I know this film, but some of them he may not, you know. Yeah, so right, we, yeah. we just try and work something <coughs> Some of them are very, very interesting. I want you know to buy them off the people at the finish. You know, yeah. they're yeah. that good, and um, yeah. but they don't want to never sell. No, no, <laughs> they got their favourites. I've got my favourites. We all have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, mainly um, I like to do this for uh, factual documentaries. I like that, mm. um, and some of the films that come to be shown here or anywhere where I go. <clears throat> you know, they've um, been produced by some top companies in the past, mm. yeah. like Shell and BP and Unilever. Mm. Um, and they, they did some lovely titles and a documentary show life as it was in that particular time that that was made. And they're brilliant. I like those. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're made to be shown, aren't they? They are. They're made mm. to be shown and they were free to show as well on loan. Yeah. You could do it for free years back. I mean, it is a hobby of ours. A lot, yeah. now, a lot of people collect films and so on. But it's not a lot good really collecting all the film and having it stuck at home on your shelves and just running it for you. If you get a chance to run it for an audience, that's what it's all about. Yeah. The, you know, you're entertaining them, aren't you? You are. I mean, <clears throat> my history comes from uh, going to the cinema with my mother um, in the very uh, mid-50s. Um, and... Um, and by 1962, I was showing 16mm films at our local youth club. I mean, I, I got the, the education authorities used to drop off a film projector for you, mm. and, um, and you could um, have a films out on loan, 16mm films, mm. on loan from rank or whoever you're getting them from. Mm. Um, and I used to show them at youth club level, there was no charge, there was no money involved in it at all. And that uh, spurred me on from 
I used to do that in 1962. And here I still am doing the same thing. And I still get excited about it, I tell yeah, you. It's, it's yeah, a bug. I really do, collecting, yeah. Once you get the bug for it, you know, you can't, I mean, Jim said earlier on that I'm interested in, right. in the engineering of this, but I am, and that, that's, I love all the projectors I've got with a big collection, I've overhauled all of them, including this one, and that one over there was one of mine. Yeah. And uh, I get the thrill out of getting them working, as they used to be. You know, because it's no good having collected machines that don't work. You know, little point and putting it on the shelf when it doesn't work. If you can't get the thing to work, but I, everything's got to work. And that's a great challenge. And I do a lot. I've done have a lot of repair for people. over. I've lost track of how many machines I've worked on people. But um, it's a great thrill to get it all working. You know. That sounds good. And I'm looking forward to see you at work uh, tonight and tomorrow morning. So thank you for doing this. Thank you very much. Pleasure. It's uh, Friday evening and uh, I have just watched the feature A Night to Remember, that old Titanic film. It was the first time I've actually seen that movie, so about time I guess to, to watch that and I really enjoyed it. Very good copy. And it's something special watching that together with other collectors. In a cinema you will uh, have all sorts of people, but here you know you watch it with people that enjoy it being on actual films just like I do. So. That's something special, and I really enjoy that. And uh, no, I will go to bed and be ready for tomorrow's breakfast, where even more people will show up. And then later, it's the film show on Saturday, which I look forward to. afternoon. Today's film show is over and I have brought my copy of Frokripa, a Norwegian stop-motion animation on a Super 8 400 to Kurt. Kurt is supposed to have this year's film show at the dinner and he wanted to show this in Norway famous movie when we are here in Blackpool. Uh, and I had the best copy of the Norwegian group so I had that and gave that to Kurt for him to splice that up together with Mark Norton for tonight's film show. They are busy rigging up for the dinner and uh, the tables are laid. So I really look forward to the dinner tonight and I guess I will have to prepare a little bit ironing my shirt and put on my uh, new Duran tie that I got from Greg Perry. Yeah, this will be good. Look forward to that. It's an event where I think we feel enriched by the, uh, the number of overseas guests to uh, bring our enthusiasm and uh, participation to the weekend. So it's always fitting to uh, let you know who those distinguished guests are. And on table C, from Northern Ireland, we have Marvin and Eddie. Two, the actress who was nominated for seven Academy Awards and won the Best Actress in relation to um, 1942 film Mrs. Minota was Greer Garson. 
1953, the 1955 science fiction classic that features a journey to the planet Metaluna was This Island Earth. And regaining his Brain of Blackpool title after an interval of um, three or four years, I think, with 13, it's Eddie Goodwin. Fittingly, it's another green ticket, 133, at the top, 570193. Green, 133. So I will now hand over to Kurt. last year and the alien said has there been ever been any Norwegian Super 8 features released and in fact there has been six now five of them are Norwegian folklore and even though they're quite spectacular they're all with Norwegian dialogues so it wouldn't make any sense of uh, showing them here however the sixth one is a cut down from the feature film that this guy made it's a puppet movie but uh, we'll leave that for now because that's going to be the third part of the show but we thought we can't only show that we have to show something else and what can we show that's typical Norwegian so I thought home movies that's the thing and I know what you're thinking oh no babies and Christmas parties but I won't do that to you so what we're gonna see first here is a film I made it I think it was the summer of 1979 I went on an excursion with the Norwegian Railway Club they went with a steam train <coughs> on the line that goes from Oslo to Stockholm. Well, we sort of stopped half along the way and took a side turn to a, a, a branch line that didn't, wasn't electrified, which would be much more perfect for a steam train. So let's do that one first, and then we'll get back to the, the middle film. we got to stop them because the first film is 24 frames a second, and then the second one is 18 frames a second, and then 24 frames a second as well. So. So we'll, we'll run this, the steam train film first and take it from there, okay? It's uh, Sunday morning, I've had uh, breakfast and uh, no, I'm going down to uh, trying to be quite early in the queue for the film fair. And I have a suspicion who I might meet when I get down. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Well, what a surprise. Dominique and Del first in line. <laughs> the, the only question was, 
Who would be first in line, Dominic or yeah. Del? Dominic. Yeah. He slept here. <laughs> I got here at half past four this morning, and Dom was asleep on the chair. Do you believe him? <laughs> there, are, there are a few certainties in life. We will all die, and Del and Dominic will be first in line at Buckle. <laughs> Because he arrived late. We are that sad. <laughs> so I'm standing here with uh, Vince Wright, uh, and uh, how have, has it been today to be back to Blackpool? Brilliant. It's been you know, 30 odd years since I've last been. Um, Selling the books is irrelevant, really. It's just been lovely to meet people again, like yourself, to actually meet people that I've only spoke to or done podcasts with. Uh, it's a family, isn't it, here? It's still the same magic. And I've managed to sell a few books, too. So everybody's happy. And uh, do you meet many of the same ones that you used to see in the old days when you worked at the Ramp? Yes. Uh, and, that's we, and I've had a nice photo with you know, two members of staff. So there was three of us here who all worked together at one point. It would be lovely to see uh, even more. Perhaps we'll do a reunion one day. <laughs> yeah. Really nice to meet you, I must say, after interviewing yes, you the Yes, th thank you for, uh, for helping promote me and for taking books. And it's nice to know they're all over the world. Yeah, and uh, I feel I get more and more friends for each year I get back to Blackpool. And I, I hope to see you again here. Yes, I, I would imagine next year I'll be here just as a punter, not as a, a dealer. Yes, I should be here just uh, just having a look round. Good. Excellent. See you then. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this afternoon's Q&A session. If you were here last year and you saw the Q&A with former Duran Film Services director Jed Jones, I'm sure you enjoyed it. There was, uh, there was plenty of questions. We ran out of time before we covered quite a few things. And so I think Jed's very modest about this, but I, I can genuinely uh, confirm that part two is happening due to public demand. And so uh, thanks for coming to this one. I don't want to completely uh, skate over some of the historic details because you weren't all here last year and if you were here you might not remember everything anyway, but I will definitely make sure that we go into some entirely new territory and of course there will be time for you to ask questions. Going back in terms of uh, Jed's history with Duran, can you remind us of when you joined the company please? It was in August 1975. I met Derek when I was working as a chef at the Talbot Hotel in Stourbridge and we became good friends solely because I'd sent for a Duran film hire catalogue and recognised his photograph in the catalogue. So when I saw him on the car park I went up and introduced myself and we just went on from there. Eventually about eight months later he didn't actually offer me a job. I suppose I actually, it's difficult. I know I was by the ice machine in the kitchen and talking to him. He says, well, you wouldn't want to work at Duran, would you? And well, that was it really. I started about a month later, gave my notice in and that was it. Now Dudley is uh, it's quite a large town in the West Midlands, isn't it? But um... it was a large town. It's a big second hand shop and pound shop. Now that's all there is there. 
But am I right, Duran also had a, a shop in Stourbridge? No, we had a shop in Briley Hill, which was primarily a hire, um, 8 mil and video hire, but it also had a small selection of um, electrical goods, you know, cameras, and that sort of thing. And then probably about 18 months later, he opened a branch in Lower High Street in Stourbridge, which was similar. It had a big video library plus white and televisions and things like that. So we had three. And then, of course, we had the joint venture with Margaret Crook in St Albans. Oh, 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 let's go. <coughs> Milestones of Mickey, a Disney documentary <coughs> of Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, look at the, just look at the box. It, that is really worth having for my book. <coughs> okay. It, it says here, I'm just going to say, 16mm Disney documentary of Mickey Mouse. Slight fade for... But very good condition. Okay, okay. we've got the tennis to start. Start at the tennis, ten pound at the back, eleven here, I've got eleven pounds here, any more on the eleven? Twelve pounds here. Was that thirteen, sir? No? Twelve pounds down here, thirteen, fourteen pounds over here, fourteen, fifteen, fifteen there I got first. Do you want sixteen? Sixteen pounds bid so far, sixteen, seventeen pounds over here, seventeen over here. 18 pounds on bid, 18 pounds anymore, 19 pounds at the back, 19 pounds, 20 pounds, 21 pounds, 21 pounds here. Gentlemen, is de determined to have it, 21, 22 pounds, 22, he's still got his hand up, 23 pounds, 24 pounds, 25, sir, 25 pounds, 26 pounds, 27 pounds. 28, 29. 29. I've got 29 over here before you, I'm afraid. 29 pounds bid over mm -hmm. here. 30 pounds, 30 pounds bid. 31 pounds bid. I've got 31 pounds bid on this lot. Anybody else? 31, 32, 32 pounds, 32, 33, sir. What a gentleman, <coughs> 33 pounds here, 33 pounds. Any more offers, 33, 34 pounds, 34. 35. 50. 50 pounds. I've got 50 pounds offered. Well done, Clark Man. 50 pounds. Any more bids on 50 pounds? If not, I'm going to be selling at 50 pounds. Well done, sir. Thank you. All I've got to say is Mickey would be proud of you all. <laughs> standing here with uh, Lee Mannering and uh, how was your Debian, uh, you're one of the dealers here? A very enjoyable day. I started coming well over 40 years ago when I was a lot younger and a lot more here and uh, you get some very friendly people, you make some good friends and um, of course it, it's all about film, which I call real film, art, double E L. So and it's been a fantastic hobby for me, it's been my life in a way. I started out as a child actor being in films and television on stage and that's how I got interested in film. 
and uh, my first projector was a standard 8 projector, then I brought me up to Super 8, 9.5mm sound film and uh, eventually 16mm 35mm. So there was a time a few years ago where I had 35mm, 16mm, 9.5 and 8mm all in a line to project different formats one after the other. And of course now we've managed to import special imports overseas with brand new titles and 21st century quality, which is the important thing. That's quite, quite special these days to have brand new material. It is. Uh, have it been, uh, has it been popular today? It has, yes. Of course they showed them in the cinema yesterday and they showed them again the new titles today. And everybody sort of clapped at the end of the first film, which was quite wonderful reward, you know. Um, Well, I think the quality we're getting now is beyond whatever we've seen before because they're so vibrant, like a high definition Super 8 almost. I mean, the print quality is superb, and uh, the overseas people that manufacture these are such a high quality. It's, it's brilliant for me as an over 60 year old to see the quality evolve to such a high level for such a small format. Um, and of course, gradually now we're going to see the demise of the spinning discs, the Blu-rays, as the studios start pulling out and forcing people to stream films and that on their TV sets at home. So when that finishes, Super 8 will be the only physical media where you can watch a new film in your home. That's how important Super 8 is now. It's reached a whole level of new importance. I work in media, we had a conference, nationally video conference, and all this came up. And a couple of the chaps said to me over the conference that, you know, you'll, you'll enjoy this leave. It looks like Super 8's going to be the last standing home full format to watch new films. And it's true. Good. And thank you for spending your time here as a dealer, uh, so everybody else like me can have a great time browsing through all the... It's nice to meet everybody from around the world that come. And uh, we always can communicate through film. People might speak different languages, but it, we're still watching the same films. And it's one of the marvelous things about moving pictures. Whereas we all speak different things, different languages, but we all watch the same films. Very true. Thank you. My pleasure. It's Sunday evening and I have had a fantastic time here in Blackpool. I've talked with so many people during the weekend and for each year uh, I get to know them even better and get to know even more people as well. And I will not only take the new acquired films with me back to Norway, I will also take all those memories from this event. I am really looking forward to Blackpool in 2024. And with that, we have reached the end of this podcast. My name is Ivan Moik, and thanks for listening.